Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. So I just looked it up. It is in most new Toyotas. They say it is completely normal. In many Toyotas, you'll see a black spot on the right and the left. Um, it's designed to help avoid blinding the traffic in front of you. They say it's part of the cutoff shield, so it goes away when you turn on your high beams. But it is distracting. I'll share some of your text messages about the headlights that we have in this country today that are just absolutely ridiculous and blinding. All right. Time to learn something about beagles. 200 dogs and cats were rescued, some with burned skin and It was a product testing lab. If anyone knows about it, it's Shannon Keith, the president and founder of the Beagle Freedom Project. Thanks for joining us, Shannon. Were you also involved in saving the over 400 beagles last year that the the facility where the FDA went in and shut it down? And I think the Department of Justice was even involved. They were, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yes, uh, we were also involved. It was called Invigo, the laboratory, and uh, we helped to rescue and place some of those 4,000 beagles. <laughs> 4,000, a lot of them. Some of them ended up at Paws here in Chicago, some at Anderson Humane. And you're talking about dogs who have never really had human interaction unless it's been negative. They're being harmed. So it takes a lot to bring these dogs up to speed with stairs and cars and, you know, everyday life that most of our dogs enjoy. Exactly. Yeah, they haven't seen those things. So I call them newborns in adult bodies, <laughs> meaning they were just born into the our new rescued world where everything is fantastic and new and overwhelming and can be really scary for them. So when they go into a home... You know, they're not used to sounds like the television or the vacuum cleaner or the coffee maker or the blender, and they tend to get very, very scared. One thing our organization, Beagle Freedom Project, does is we make sure to send home every single dog with a GPS collar because they will run for the door and try to run out because they don't understand those sounds. They also, most of them have never seen a toy or a treat, and so they're afraid of those things until they get used to them, and we call them the Beagle Breakthrough when they finally grab that toy and start squeaking it, and they're happy to have a toy because they just have never known it and don't know how to be a dog. Oh, yeah, it's so tragic. Why are beagles the breed that seem to always be be used in these facilities for testing, whether it's medical or cosmetic or whatever it might be? Someone from a lab told me when we first started, it was actually our first rescue in 2010, she said, you know, they use beagles because they're so docile and forgiving. We can go and test on them one day and hurt them, and the next day they're wagging their tails to see us again. So the very reason that people love that breed is why they're exploited for animal testing. How many do you think are involved in animal testing in, in our country right now? In the United States, on any given day, there are approximately 70,000 dogs in animal testing facilities and about 30,000 cats. And the dogs, the 200 beagles that you have rescued, um, they were being tested for what? So these dogs have been used for uh, toxicity testing for flea and tick products, which is really important for people to know because most people, you know, you go to your vet or you go to the pet store, 
and you don't realize that the products you're purchasing to put on your dog to kill and you know postpone fleas and ticks is also very very toxic, full of chemicals and. Other animals suffered for that and don't have to. It's not required by law. We have a bunch of great alternatives that don't have those toxins in them that people can use to prevent flea and ticks. Do you have that posted on your website? We do, yeah. So people can go to our website and just click on our first banner and hear all about it, read all about it. Okay, so these 200 beagles and I guess some cats that you've rescued from the photos I saw, they were living outside, of course, because they probably want them covered with fleas and ticks, I would imagine. Um, What do you do with them now and how long before they're available and ready for adoption? Yeah, so there are um, about 80 cats and the rest are dogs, mostly beagles and some really adorable hounds as well. Um, And so what we're doing now is a complete renovation of the facility. Most of those dogs are kept outdoors in pens, some inside for testing, like they'd they'd move them around when they tested them. Um, So right now what we need help with and what we're doing is building structures, building um, a dog park, dog suites and cat suites, a catio, a cat cafe, Um, places where the dogs and cats can be safe and comfortable in and outdoors with heaters and air conditioners when it starts getting hot and people can meet them. And so it's going to be a wonderful rehabilitation and rescue center as well as an education center for people to come and learn about animal welfare, learn about animal testing, and hopefully make changes to help us end animal testing. Was it a government entity that shut down this facility and then gave you control of it? No, we did it ourselves. So for the last three years, we've been working with this facility. They've contacted us when they no longer want the dogs or cats are done with them, and we've taken them. And so we, after three years, had some negotiations. I uh, introduced the concept to the owner of this facility that we would like to take this facility over purchase the land, not the business, we won't give money to animal testing, have him relinquish his USDA license, and we'd come in and take custody of all the animals. And um, he agreed to do so, and we've um, been able to have a decent working relationship, which is great, in order to give these animals a better life and set a precedent that this can happen and testing is no longer needed. Other organizations can do exactly what we just did. And so you have to socialize these animals. Of course, you're going to have facilities to take care of them, but I would imagine you rely on the kindness of fosters to help um, get them socialized and ready to, to live in a home. 100%. We adore our fosters. We give them everything. We've got a 24-7 hotline. There's somebody always there ready to answer because the fosters are the ones who, who need to rehabilitate them, like you said. They need to teach them how it is to be a dog. And that's why one of our requirements is you must have another dog in the home because they don't know how to be a dog and they will learn very quickly from another dog in the home. But these fosters definitely need a lot of patience and they have it. And so if anybody wants to apply to foster, please do so. But just know that you must have patience with these dogs. They don't know anything. And the potty training can be really difficult. Oh, yes. That's always an aspect people forget about because they want to help and they fall in love with the dog. And they're like, wait a second, I forgot. (laughs) They've never been in a home. Okay. Uh, Tell everybody your website so they can go help and uh, reach out. Wonderful. Our website is BFP, as in Beagle Freedom Project, dot org. 
and our first banner is all about this closure and rehabilitation. You can also click to donate, you can click to volunteer, and you can click to foster and adopt. Thank you so much for what you do, Shannon. Thank you so much for having us. We're talking about those high beam headlights next. A lot of you have weighed in on that, and that comes up after Steve's News on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.